Today's show is sponsored by our friends at distilleryproducts.com. If you're a bourbon group, you're a store, you're a distillery, and you need wholesale pricing for laser-etched glassware, please feel free to reach out to me. I would love to get you in touch with Carson, Janie, Vicky, all the good folks over at distilleryproducts.com. They have great stuff. You know it because that's where our glasses come from. Awesome. Check them out. Today's show is also sponsored by our friends at Orca Coors. Yes, Father's Day is over, but that doesn't mean that you can't still get dad an awesome gift. Or if you're a dad, why don't you get yourself a great cooler, a great tumbler? These things are roto molded, so you can put ice in there and it will stay cold for days. I mean, like days, you can go back in the cooler and the ice cubes are still like brand new. Looks like you just got it in the bag and put it in the cooler. Their tumblers are awesome. You already have seen the whiskey barrel tumbler. They have July 4th tumblers out now. Use code DADSEASON, that is DADSEASON, D-A-D-S-E-A-S-O-N, for 20% off your order. And hey, if you're buying a $300, $400 cooler, that's like 60 to 80 bucks right there. So check them out, orcacoolers.com. Use code DADSEASON. Today's show is also... Sponsored by our friends at Action247.com. You want action? Get in on the action with Action 24-7, the only sports book by Tennesseans for Tennesseans. A lot going on. There's the College World Series. There's steeplechase coming up here in Nashville. Baseball, they can now bet on AAA. Baseball, you can now bet on AAA with Action 24-7. There's NHL overtime insurance, golf insurance. I mean, if you bet John Rahm last week, you were doing pretty well. And then there's happy hour every tuesday to thursday every tuesday and thursday from 12 to 1 and saturday and sunday from 3 to 4 there's no juice on mlb games so so much going on if you use code dads 100 they will match not only 100 not only 200 not 300 they will match up to 400 dollars of your deposit if you use code dads 100 check them out at action 24 7 and tell them the dad sent you zeke you got your seatbelt on This is one of these episodes where we piss you off and make you drink malt whiskey or scotch. And we know it's not in your wheelhouse. So everybody listening right now, Zeke is biased and we know it. And we're going to drink this anyway. You know, sometimes I really wish I had a stunt double. everyone my name is john edwards and with me as always is zeke baker and together we make the dad's drink of bourbon wherever you are whatever time it is thank you for making us a part of your day now this is one of those episodes that probably will not go on very very long we will put zeke out of his misery at some point because zeke hates scotch he hates it he hates everything about scotch i've never had him enjoy one scotch people have tried Greg down at Elixir, not working at Elixir, but he is a patron of Elixir. He tried to get you to drink, like brought in scotches for you to drink. And you oh yeah, s- countless. I mean, him and Tark both, they, they try. I will say though, I've worked hard for a while. I, I don't use the word hate. I, I try not to have it in vocabulary really, if I can get around it. I have a strong dislike for scotches. I feel like hate's one of those like blind across the board, like exact statements, like, nope, no how, no way. I ain't going to try it. I'll try it all day. I'll just probably also tell you what I honestly think about it. And I'll even warn you, it's probably not going to be good, but I don't say hate. Zeke may be an asshole, but he is full of love and not hate. (laughs) 
I wouldn't go that far either. <laughs> Man, you'd be killing me with words tonight. <laughs> Zeke is a complicated individual. You're the one who said the word. I'm like an adverb, damn it. <laughs> this is actually from Chicago, surprisingly enough. Now, the whiskey was originally made in Scotland, but this is from the House of Glongs. The House of Glongs in Chicago, Illinois. I think I bought some stuff there online or got real close to it a few times. They used to have some Willets back in the day. It's got to be that because I know the name. I don't know why, don't know why or how, but that's got to be it. I think that is it. But Sneaky Pete is a blend of single malt scotches with, as the name denotes, just a hint of peat. It's the culmination of a year-long journey to produce a high-quality pure malt blended scotch whiskey at a reasonable price. They're using their family's long-term relationships and forming new ones. They traveled to Scotland in search of the single malt components that would combine to harmoniously create an amazing dram. After many iterations, their team settled on what they found to be a beautiful blend of pure Highland malts with no-grain alcohol filters. It's $49.99. It also is 43% ABV or 86 proof. So Highland, does that denote Pete? Because I'm sure it's come up and you've probably told me this more than once and other people have too, but this is obviously a in one ear out the other kind of thing. And I'll probably ask again, but for anyone else that's uneducated like me, I'll pitch it out there. Maybe they'll remember it. So Highland does not scream Pete to me. And that's the thing that's killing me about this one as I am tasting it. You're going to get Highland, Lowland, Speyside, Isla. Isla is basically Pete Central. Isla whiskeys are your Laphroaig, your Ardbeg, things like that that basically taste like your drinking a Band-Aid. Highland is going to be more your Macallan and some scotches that don't necessarily taste like they don't have that acetone that you really don't like. Like I could give you the Macallan Rare Cask. It's a $300 bottle and you'd swear that you were drinking Cavalon or whiskey, like not scotch whiskey. I was going to say, I still need to try some Macallan. I feel like you and then some of our other, uh, especially the the asshole group uppity friends, they've got those nice bottles. They just never seem to share them with me. Absolutely. So I think there's some stuff there. It's the largest region by square mileage in Scotland, the Highland region. Highland producers lean heavier on cleaner grain base, often with fruity undertones. It's rich, full-bodied fruity, slightly dry palate, maybe a little smoky. There's some good stuff from Highlands. Isla is where you're basically saying like a little peaty, not just a little, a lot of peaty. I find it interesting that they're using a Highland scotch to do sneaky peat. I swear, did you say Highland was peaty or not? Because I think I heard both (laughs) somehow throughout that whole monologue. No, I said not. The whole time, this is, you hear what, Isla is peaty. Okay, no, no, right at the very end, I'm like, son of a I swear he said Highland was not. And I think he just said it was. Like no, Highland is more fruity. Isla is okay, more peaty. Okay. okay. And then Lowland, if you want to learn a little bit, it's a gentler spirit, almost non-peated and light-bodied. That's a Lowland. And then Speyside just kind of runs the gamut. I've been called a low life a few times. I know. Probably for me. <laughs> more than you, buddy. Don't worry. So what did you think about Sneaky Pete now that we've talked about all that kind of stuff? Well, between that and just seeing the name of Sneaky Pete, 
I mean, I guess the, the point was to try and sneak in some peat flavor influence, or maybe it's a joke and we're not privy to it. No, it's got a squirrel on it. So maybe Pete is the squirrel. Sneaky Pete, they were trying to blend something together and not make it super peaty, but just sneak in some Pete. Because, I mean, I honestly didn't get any. Um, I tasted this before. At the time, I didn't take it in a blend because I didn't want that smell to dominate anything else i was going to be tasting the rest of the night and i was too lazy to get out more than one glass the main note i put down as far as nosing on this just now literally was a a smoked fruit but in my mind when i saw it you know it's not like taking um you know a pear or maybe even a peach or whatever those are kind of the areas i thought of and you know putting them on a grill which i enjoy but you know i've uh, you know, some of the fancy restaurants or you can do it at home when you make a cocktail, that whole like setup to where you put the smoke in the glass or the ice or whatever, and then you mix your cocktail and somehow you, you put it in there. I've seen it done. I don't remember the correct methods, but you know what I'm talking about, right? 100%. I know what you're talking about. Like to me, I, at the same time, I envision, again, like a pear, peach, other, some other light fruit, maybe even some type of apple. I'm sure it would fit the description as many of those as there are. Shit, I got lost at Sam's the day just reading the descriptions. There was like five different ones, and I'm like, oh, man, which way do I go? At any rate, if you took one of those, sliced it in half, put it in a similar kind of contraption, I could see it yielding what I get for a nose on this. Funny thing for me to jump in here for a second, I get the fruit really on the nose and the front of the palate, and then the finish is all the peat. That's where I'm noticing it all. And it's almost like the peat takes over as it tends to do in scotch. And then it's like, all right, if you're trying to kind of showcase a Highland, this isn't necessarily showcasing the things I personally love about a Highland. I'm looking more for that fruity Macallan and kind of the stuff that does not taste peaty, but it's not bad. I mean, if you're a scotch fan, this is going to be a bottle at 50 bucks that you're not going to turn away from. It's a decent, decent pour at a decent price if you're into scotch. That's kind of where I'd especially have to, I guess, be cautious on what I would or would not recommend to make sure folks know, like, scotch is not my cup of tea. If I like it, it probably doesn't taste very much much like scotch. And further, I don't know what a textbook from any region should be, so I'm probably the worst person to ask. That being said, palate-wise, I thought this was, you know, kind of light and thin coming through. I put down that the flavor moves in slowly, and as it moves across the palate, it progresses into just really smoke and malted grain in its very simple, basic forms. I didn't feel like it leached to the tongue, which is probably one of the biggest turnoffs I get from a lot of the Scotch products I've had is almost to me the same way an IPA does. And I just kind of want to like scratch my tongue and make the flavor go away. And I can't. I put down that it reminded me of possibly like an air dried banana with no flavoring, like, you know, those crisp and things that sell in the groceries. Generally they're flavored or have like, you can just like see the sugar or whatever on top because they like shine when you hold them under the light. But if you just like actually took a banana, sliced it and just freeze dried it or air dried it, whatever, air dried, sorry, without doing anything to doctor it up to make it more desirable. I think this is about what I would taste like. The other kind of area I thought of was if you had, um, you know, natural vanilla extract, and then also mix that with semi-sweet chocolates. You know, your chocolate and also vanilla, you think of really sweet things. But to me, both those are very bitter and in more of a natural and earthy form. And that's what I thought this was pretty much akin to on the back end and finish was that type of dry, bitterish flavor. And it, it hints and, and 
your reflex makes you think of sweeter things, although this itself is not sweet, really. Yeah. Kind of a mind trick thing. It is, and I think that's the point of this is that it's supposed to be a very interesting blend. I think people will find this interesting. I really have nothing bad to say about the price of it, you know, especially where scotch could be where a lot of scotches will price themselves at is going to be more than 50 bucks. I'm interested on the age, but you know, it's not age stated. I don't love the peat, but there's so many people that drink scotch that love peat. I have to be in the mood for peat. I like a good Lagavulin and I should say that, right? There are some times where I do love the peat. Tonight, I'm not in a peat mood, but if I were in a peat mood for 50 bucks, a great pour. I know I'm not making sense and we're kind of out of our wheelhouse because I do drink scotch, but not as much as other people do. I do know about scotch. I do know about the different regions and what they should taste like. This is a little sneaky. It is its namesake. And, uh, but at 50 bucks, go ahead and get it. Cause you go to have this pour to bar again, you're going to be a $20 pour or 15 to $20 pour the way things are getting priced in Nashville lately. Might as well just go get the damn bottle outside of the profile. And just kind of me thinking abstractly real quick. This is sourced, which we all understand sourced from bourbon, whatever they put it together. They didn't make it, but they had to buy it. And they've also blended it and they're able to sell it, at least from what I have gathered from you, at a good market price, if not less than quite a few competitors that would have been juice someone made themselves. Most likely a distillery that's been around since before probably our grandparents were. So they're in the clear financially. And where I'm wondering with this is as bourbon, rye, whatever, American whiskey is becoming more and more popular, is scotch starting to sit more or and be wanted less is that going to be a growing trend at least personally i I don't know many friends or people in general that are jumping on the scotch train or have even tried to like persuade or mention it to me They're, they're older than us by a generation or so usually and have been on it i just don't see anything in this younger half since shit i guess we're getting close to 40 now that's really on that that side of the coin I know people our age that love scotch. I think there is definitely more of an American whiskey drinker and definitely more of a scotch drinker. Like there's a different profile. So I know you look confused where I said that there, but like, it's like people are really going one or the other. There's not too many people that are diving into both. They either want that sweet profile or they want that smoky PD profile. I think the interesting thing is think about how many scotch shrinkers are out there that probably went Japanese whiskey because they think it's trendier when in reality that Japanese whiskey has more of a scotch profile than they would want to admit. So there are people out there that are really going for the hibiki and the the niki and those kind of things rather than reaching for a Macallan or a Laphroaig or an Ardbeg. I mean, I think those are folks that are just more kind of, you know, teetering at times. I mean, there's one or two of those Kavalon expressions that I like. I mean, the Vino Barique, I think, is a really, really good pour. Um, I've enjoyed that a lot. I guess, too, like maybe I don't see it or pay attention, but I don't see any marketing for any scotches. I, I don't see anybody doing in-store tastings for these things. And like it or not, that shit sells. Promotion is required on some degree to, to you know, keep the products pumping out the door and to drive sales unless you're just going to get a repetitive fan base. But I just think the Scotch people are the time of, you know, beyond us. 
I think it's one of those things, though, where people's palates change. And I think you're going to find people that were hardcore bourbon drinkers. As time goes on, they're going to be like, all right, I'm moving into scotch. Maybe they smoke cigars. I don't know. I don't know. But I don't think scotch is hurting. I think just like a lot of people drink, (laughs) I think, like we say, you know, Tito's keeps the liquor store open. And I think bourbon drinkers, we can get kind of insulated and douchey. And we have to realize there's a whole bunch of people out there that are drinking other stuff that we don't see every day. And just because they're not on a message board or Instagram or Facebook or whatever it is talking about it, there's plenty of people buying scotch and scotch is not hurting. Oh, I mean, bourbon's definitely still the the new kid on the block. I'm just saying, is bourbon punching enough yet or high enough yet? where all these old, you know, Scotch producers, distillers, whatever, they're having to at least like give it a little bit of consideration, not just write it off as, ah. They love when bourbon does well, though, because they're getting all the barrels from us. That's how they're aging their Scotch is they're aging it and used American whiskey barrels because they don't have the same regulation that it needs to be in a new oak barrel. Fair enough. But other than that, they, they got to wonder about dollars moving. I don't know. I mean, I didn't. I didn't want to spend too much time on that. I just, I wonder in a, a larger perspective than you or I, where the needle has moved in like the past five years on that. I wish we could get some figures on case sales, but thank you to the House of Gluns for sending this our way. I think it's a fair port, fifty bucks. Go ahead and get it if you find it. If you like scotch, if you don't like scotch, it's not going to be your jam. I don't completely write it off. The only thing that probably agitates me about it more than anything is the fact that Pete's in the name, and I don't get any Pete. That, that's usually my deal breaker for like, uh-uh, no way, no how am I touching that ever again is when the peat hits and I don't really pick it up. I get peat on the finish, but I mean, this is probably where it's sneaky because it's not super acetone band-aid peat. It's just the campfire peat. It's the different aspect of peat that is not the thing that people normally associate with it. It's that kind of other end of it because basically they're they're smoking the peat. They're, they're putting the peat by fire to do the the barley it's just it's more the campfire side of it it's it's got that fruit on the front campfire on the finish i can't disagree with that really go ahead and find us on facebook at dad's drinking bourbon twitter bourbon dads instagram at dad's drinking bourbon please leave us an open honest review like we leave open honest reviews about the whiskey we drink zeke where else can the folks find us good old music city usa cheers Ciao.